John S. McCain Jr., who was John S. McCain III's father, of course. Roberta McCain had six great, great grandchildren. Um, how about that? Uh, well, the, the, the beat goes on, the generation. There will be a McCain. They'll probably all be in the Navy, too. So. Right. Yeah. Let's uh, go overseas for just a moment. Uh, Lee Kun-hee um, passed away October the 26th. He was 78 years old. He was the chairman of Samsung, South Korea's Samsung. Uh, he was actually the son of Samsung's founder. But Lee Kun-hee, at the time of his death, was worth himself. His personal worth was 28, I'm sorry, $21 billion. That's with a B. I can't imagine any one person being worth $21 billion, but he was. <laughs> he was the richest person in South Korea since 2007, as a matter of fact. How about that? Yeah, I, I never know what, quite what to think about that, being as, uh, as I am a fan of those who theoretically pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Uh, I guess for people like uh, uh, this gentleman, you just hope he doesn't lose it all. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, here's, uh, here's uh, something with a North Carolina interest. George Henry Vanderbilt Cecil, last name Cecil, C-E-C-I-L, Passed away October 19th. Uh, Mr. Cecil was 95 years old. Who was he? Well, he was the grandson of George Washington Vanderbilt II, who was the founder of the Biltmore Estate and Farms at Asheville, North Carolina. And Cecil was born at the Biltmore Estate in 1925. Uh, now, the estate, that is the house, the gardens, and the winery, was operated by Cecil's brother, his name was William Amherst Vanderbilt Cecil. You got all this down, Tom? I'm taking notes. <laughs> okay. But Biltmore Farms, which was basically the family dairy, was operated by Cecil. Biltmore Farms is one of the largest and most successful dairy farms in the southeastern United States and has now developed into a large real estate development firm. But... Uh, uh, George Henry Vanderbilt Cecil had the choice of taking, of running the estate or running the farms, and he chose the farms. Died October 19th. He was 95 years old. Well, a lot of things have been added to Biltmore over the last uh, 30 or 40 years to make it a, a, an attraction, you know, the tours and the winery and the hotels, etc. But the dairy has always been there. I can remember drinking Biltmore Farms milk when I was in college. 55 years ago, and, uh, and yeah. that was as far east as Winston-Salem. So. They're famous for award-winning dairy herds. Yeah. Um, I mean, world-class dairy herds there, as a matter of fact. I uh, want to mention Jim Dwyer passed away October the 8th. He was only 63 years old. Uh, Dwyer was a well-known reporter and columnist for the New York Times. He was the author of six nonfiction books, Actually, Jim Dwyer was uh, noted for writing about the events and the life in and around New York City, as a matter of fact. He won two Pulitzer Prizes for his writing. And if you're a regular reader of the Times, you'd be familiar with Jim Dwyer, as a matter of fact. Okay. We have time for about one more, and then we need to take a break. You're listening to 
Dr. Ed Funkhauser. Uh, let's let's mention someone from music. I want to mention Margie Bose okay. sometime tonight. October 22nd was the date of her death. She was 79 years old. Now, Margie Bose was a country singer in the late 50s and the early 60s. Uh, she appeared on the Grand Ole Opry frequently, uh, the Jimmy Dean Show, and many other um, television shows and live performances. She had a top ten hit in 1959. The song was entitled Poor Old Heartstick Me. Margie Bowes, I remember Margie Bowes. Uh, um, uh, uh, she was born in Roxboro, North Carolina, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, was singing on the local North Carolina radio stations by the time she was 13 years old, was Margie Bowes. Okay, and she died today, you said, right? She, no, she died October 22nd, right. but I believe that her death was announced, announced uh, more uh, recently than that, yeah, maybe okay. today. Uh, well, as I was saying, you were listening to Dr. Edward Funkhauser, who is the keeper of the role of those who have died and uh, deserve to be remembered. I like to think of this as uh, recognizing the, the phrase, uh, before the colors fade, and uh, later on, he's going to talk about a sports figure who I was a great admirer of, uh, one Bob Gibson, who managed to pass away without my knowing it. So there is a reason for this program being here, if nothing else, than to acquaint us with when, when our heroes leave us. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with Ed right after this. You did not hear her voice much uh, in the latter days, but uh, there was a time in the 70s when you could hardly turn your radio on and not hear Helen Reddy singing her anthem for uh, feminism or uh, one of her other songs. But she passed away recently, and Dr. Edward Funkhauser is going to begin the next chapter of, of the necrology with the story of her life. Yeah, well, Helen Reddy, uh, Tom, uh, was born in Australia, um, and she later uh, acquired American citizenship. Um, she had many hit records, Tom, uh, lots of them in the 70s. Um, I Am Woman, which we just heard a bit of in 1972. Delta Dawn, remember that? Right. That was from 1973. All these songs are right in a row, too. Angie Baby in 1974 and others. Um, she won many awards for her songs. Uh, one thing to say about Helen Reddy is that she was really a top, one of the very top female singers of the 1970s. Right. Uh, for sure. Um, well, I wondered what happened to her, and one day I was watching an episode of Diagnosis Murder, you know, the, right. the thing, uh, I can't remember what his name is now. Uh, 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 this is the, the, the medicines I take give me a name block, but in any event, there she was. She was the guest star, and she was. Uh, this was in the early 90s, but I had, I had not seen or, nor heard of her for a right good while. They, they, they sometimes seem to come and go, but uh, but uh, when you hear the voice, if you were around in the 70s, like I said, like you pointed out, there were a lot of records, and she was very, very popular. Sure was. And, Tom, uh, a lot of uh, uh, singers, a lot of well-known, well-established, and famous, in fact, uh, singers um, have passed away recently, more than uh, we have time to play bits of their music tonight. And one of them is Mac Davis, who died on September the 29th. Um, uh, he was 78 years old. Uh, and as a matter of fact, if you notice, that was the same day uh, as Helen Reddy, and also he was the same age 
as Helen Reddy was Mac yeah. Davis. He was a uh, Mac Davis. First was a songwriter. He wrote many hits that Elvis sang in the ghetto. Don't cry, Daddy. Memories. Uh, also, he wrote "Watching Scotty Grow," uh, which was the Bobby Goldsboro song, and, right. and many others. As a matter of fact, his hit record that he sang was uh, "Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me." But he also had other hit records, and Mac Davis also had a fine career acting in films and many TV shows. Uh, as a matter of fact, he had a TV show. As a matter of fact, I think it was a summer replacement. Uh, uh, but uh, it was a, it was a pretty good show, and he was he was kind of funny, and he was a good actor too. But right. one of his songs was "Oh God, isn't it nice to be beautiful" or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. he was uh, extremely popular at the time. Yes, uh, we've had some actresses pass away. Uh, Rhonda Fleming, a uh, famous actress, really of the forties uh, and fifties, passed away October fourteenth. She was 97 years old. She was in over 40 films. Uh, Rhonda Fleming was known for being glamorous, um, very photogenic. Uh, she was very popular. Um, she played leading roles opposite Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, Ronald Reagan, uh, Dick Powell, Charlton Heston, and, and uh, others. Uh, also, she was a frequent guest star on TV shows. Uh, Rhonda Fleming was married six times. Tom? There was an article in the paper, and I, I never recognized this about her, but she she seemed to say in, in talking about her life in interviews late in life that uh, she had wanted to be taken as a more serious actress than she was, but she was so attractive that that's why she got cast as the pretty girl. Right. She was known as, uh, I think, Miss Technicolor because she looked so good in the new Technicolor movies. Right. She had red reddish hair. I right. Think, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amelia, I'm sorry, not Amelia, but Armelia, A-R-M-E-L-I-A, Armelia McQueen, passed away October 3rd. She was 68 years old. She's an actress, uh, Broadway film and television, best known really for her role over many years in the, in the musical on Broadway, Ain't Misbehavin'. Uh, she also was in the movie Ghost in 1990 and had made many appearances on TV. Armelia McQueen was, is a native of Southern Pines, North Carolina, but she grew up in Brooklyn. Okay. Conchetta Farrell, one of your favorite actors. Oh, well. I love Conchetta Farrell. Right, October the 12th, she was 77. Uh, I, I would say a prolific TV actress. In more than 100 different TV shows in her 46-year career, uh, but probably best known in the role of Berta in all 12 seasons of Two and a Half Men. She also appeared in many uh, L.A. Law episodes. Uh, uh, let me say that the first time I ever saw her on television was in the mid, I think the 70s, and she was in a show called Hot L. Baltimore. It was supposed to be Hotel Baltimore, but the E had burned out. I remember and it was that a, show. It was really kind of a funny, risky, risque show, and Almost anybody who's ever seen it wishes they hadn't canceled it after one season, and I'm one of them. I certainly remember Hot L. Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she won a number of acting awards. She was a native of a small town in West Virginia, was Conchata Farrell, matter of fact. 
And they called her Caddy. That was what the people, her friends called her. Yeah. John Cryer, who was one of the stars of the TV show, spoke very nicely of Caddy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marge Champion uh, died October the 21st, and Marge is one of our uh, folks tonight who passed away after the age of 100. She was 101. Now, I remember uh, Marge and Gower Champion, G-O-W-E-R. That was her husband. Uh, she was an American dancer and actress, started dancing at age 14, and with her husband Gower, uh, performed in many MGM musicals in the 40s and in the 50s. Um, she also appeared in or was the choreographer for many TV shows. She won Emmy Awards for her work in TV, and Marge Champion is in the National Museum of Dance Hall of Fame, uh, as a matter of fact. So uh, those are some of the actresses that have gone on and passed away in recent times. We've got about two more minutes, Ed, for, before we hit the news here, sir. Okay, uh, James Russell Capps. Now, this is a local feller. In fact, he was born in Raleigh, right here in Raleigh, North Carolina. He passed away October the 6th. He was 89 years old. He was a member of the North Carolina House of Representatives uh, from 1994 to 2006, quite a time. His district included parts of Wake County, uh, including RDU Airport, as a matter of fact. Now, he had uh, previously worked in radio and television, uh, again, a native of Raleigh. He was a 1956 graduate of Wake Forest University. I also should mention that he was a graduate of Hugh Morrison High School here when it was here in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, as a matter of fact. Well, that qualifies him as a real Raleigh person then, if he was graduated from Hugh Morrison. Yes, yeah, so many people that I know graduated. I guess the high school went away in the very early 70s, I guess, something like that. It was still a junior high. It was a junior high in the in the in the fifties because uh, my school played basketball there once. Uh, it was downtown near where the federal post office building was. Okay. Uh, Spencer Davis, October nineteenth. He was eighty-one years old. Spencer Davis had a group called the Spencer Davis Group. He was from Wales, a Welsh musician and singer. Um, give me, give me some loving. Nineteen sixty-six. Also, I'm a Man, which was a 1967 song from the Spencer Davis group. Uh, his singer, uh, uh, did, most of his vocals were done, he, he sang himself, but the lead vocalist was a fellow named Stevie Winwood, who was quite famous in his own right. And he was a songwriter for those songs, as a matter of fact. Yeah, he put out some good records. Uh, uh, he has a record called Rome or something like yeah, that uh -huh. that I like. We need to stop in. That's the reason I stuck my nose in. we okay. got to check the news now, and then we'll be back with more of your necrology. Very good. I met him in a cell in New Orleans. I was the Dirt Band recognized as American. Iconic. Hi, uh, Mr. Bojangles. Ed Funkhauser is our guest tonight on the Tom Kearney Show, and we are talking about... Uh, those who have passed away who deserve to be remembered. Ed? Yeah, well, Tom, uh, uh, we want to remember Jerry Jeff Walker, who passed away October 23rd. Um, Walker was 78 years old. Uh, by the way, his real name uh, was Ronald Clyde Crosby. 
I'm not quite sure how he took up the name Jerry Jeff Walker, but I guess it does sound better, I suppose. I don't know. I think he wanted to sound like he was from Texas. <laughs> that could be. He <laughs> um, was a singer and a songwriter, and he wrote that song we just heard uh, a piece of. Uh, he wrote Mr. Bojangles and uh, sang it himself and released it in 1968. But he really didn't have the big hit of the song. It was recorded by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, which I think is the version we just heard, in 1970. About um, another, uh, a, a performer of, of, of a different sort, uh, recorded it in 1972 and had a hit out of it as well. That was Sammy Davis Jr., um, who was associated with the song Mr. Bojangles. Um, Jerry Jeff Walker was born in upstate New York, but he lived most of his life in Austin, Texas. I uh, want to say a few things about um, some other musicians, Tom. We've got a lot of musicians tonight. Um, W.S. Holland, um, his nickname was Fluke, F-L-U-K-E. He died September 23rd, 85 years old. Now, W.S. Holland was an early rock and roll and country drummer. Uh, who spent many years uh, with Johnny Cash and Johnny Cash's band. But he played on Carl, Serkin's, uh, Carl Perkins' original Blue Suede Shoes. That song was recorded at the Sun Record Studio in Memphis in 1955, was Carl Perkins' Blue Suede Shoes. Uh, also, he was the drummer for the Million Dollar Quartet Session, which famously was held at Sun Records in Memphis, that involved Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Carl Perkins, and Jerry Lee Lewis, and that was in 1956. And by the way, Holland was one of the first drummers in country music anyway. For a long time, there weren't drums. There was not a set of drums in the country music song until about the time that Holland came along. They would not allow a drum set on the Grand Ole Opry stage for a long time. In fact, it was in the late 50s, I think, before it happened. Yep. Um, Viola Smith died October 21st, and uh, Viola was over 100. She was 107 years old. She was a drummer, yes, from the 20s to 1975. That is, the 1920s to 1975. And she was with many different orchestras and swing bands. Uh, indeed, she was one of the very first professional female drummers was Viola Smith. Um, she often appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show. Also, uh, Broadway plays. Also, she played music for films. And she performed at President Truman's inauguration in 1949. Did Viola Smith. Thought that was interesting. Yes. Roy Head. Uh, Roy Head died September 21st, age 79. He was a singer, and he had a long career, 50 years, in several different musical genres, especially rhythm and blues and country western, as a matter of fact. He had a big hit in a song in 1965 called Treat Her Right, and it made it to number two. And uh, it would have been number one, except for one thing. It was... <laughs> It was kept from making number one by the Beatles' song Yesterday. How about that? Uh, Roy Head was a native of Texas. 
And we want to certainly remember Eddie Van Halen. Now, Eddie Van Halen um, had a band, and the name of the band was Van Halen. Uh, he passed away October the 6th. He was 65 years old. Uh, but Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, is regarded as one of the great rock and roll guitarists. Um, his band was called Van Halen. It was founded with his brother Alex Van Halen. And the band Van Halen was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2007. They had a number one hit record, and it was a big hit record in 1983. It was the only hit they had, really. Uh, the hit was Jump, and it was it was big, number one. Uh, the the singer, the vocalist for the band Van Halen was a fellow named David Lee Roth, who again also somebody quite uh, famous in his own right. Okay, Tom. Um, let's uh, uh, talk about Joan Eileen. Hochward, H-O-C-Q-U-A-R-D. Uh, uh, she was uh, born October the 12th. I'm sorry, she died October the 12th. I beg your pardon. Well, anyway, uh, she was 112 years old, 112, and she was the oldest person in Britain, as a matter of fact. Uh, spent much of her childhood in Kenya, spent time as a cook in a French restaurant, and... Uh, she drove ambulances during World War II. One, 112 years old, Tom. I was waiting on to see how you would pronounce her name. I'm sorry, I let you, let you tell me. Well, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I took a guess. You, you did fine. It's, it's but let, let me, for the, folks that don't, for the folks out there, listen, let me spell her name. And so her last name is spelled H-O-C-Q-U-A-R-D. So I said Hoquard. I hope that's correct. Hope you, you, you did good. I'm 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 satisfied with it. I just thought I wonder what it, what this name sounds like. I'm glad you had to pronounce it, and not me. But you did did good on it there. Okay. I want to um, uh, Tom. The people we have uh, left for this evening are are from the athletic endeavors. If you would like, why don't we, uh, uh, while they're warming up to have their names announced, why don't we take a break and come back, and you'll have a nice straight run right on into the end of the program. Is that okay? That's fine with me. Okay. Ed Funkhauser, with the log of uh, the necrology, those who have died who deserve to be remembered, I did not mention tomorrow night we're going to talk about the state fair. We did not have the state fair this year. And there have been times in the past, since 1855 when it first started, that we haven't had it. Uh, but uh, I thought we ought to at least recognize the State Fair in North Carolina and talk a little bit about its history. On Wednesday night, uh, uh, we're going to talk with Dean Bailey, the uh, nighttime mechanic. And a little bit later, we're going to do part two of a show, uh, a nostalgia show on Thursday night, where we go back to old TV programs. We had a really good program the other night about the Twilight Zone. So we, we may return to that topic in your favorite episodes of the Twilight Zone. We'll be back with Ed in just a couple of minutes. Uh, about once a month on Tom Curtis show, we pause and take a look at those people who have passed away who we just think deserve to be remembered. Uh, the Greeks would have called it a necrology, and so we will we will borrow from them. 
the keeper of the roll is Dr. Edward Frockhauser, and uh, he's got uh, uh, the remainder of the program tonight to talk about at least one musician and a bunch of really great sports stars. Yep. And one of the, the musicians had something to do with uh, the song that we just heard, yep. and uh, the play version of it uh, that the people go to see uh, is called Jersey Boys, but it's really the Four Seasons. Right. Well, Tommy DeVito passed away September 21st. He was 92 years old. Uh, he was a founding member of the Four Seasons. He was a vocalist, and he was the lead guitarist. Um, he was with the Four Seasons from 1962 to 1970. So he sang on all of their big 60s hits, including Sherry. Um, if you saw the play Jersey Boys or the movie Jersey Boys, he was the one with the... Uh, the gambling problem, if you will, the debt. Um, but the Four Seasons are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They went there in 1990, as a matter of fact. Tommy DeVito. Okay, Tom, uh, sports. Bob Gibson. Wow, what a pitcher, huh? That's, the one, I, that's the one I missed, yes. Sir. October the 2nd, he passed away. He was 84 years old. Uh, obviously, um, all baseball fans understand that he was a pitcher for the Cardinals from 1959 to 1975. Nine-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ in 64 and 67. He won two Cy Young Awards. He had three complete game wins in the 67 World Series. His 1968 earned run average was 1.12. <laughs> He had 17 strikeouts in Game 1 of the 1968 World Series. He had over 3,000 strikeouts in his career. Obviously, he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, went in in 1981, Bob Gibson. Yeah, let's just say you didn't want to mess with Bob Gibson. That no. was good enough. He was good. He, he was. Good. Joe Morgan uh, passed away October the 11th. Joe played uh, baseball in Durham for the Bulls at one time in his minor league career. Uh, he was 77 years old when he passed away. He played for six different teams, but he's really associated with the Big Red Machine, um, whom he played for from 1972 to 1979. His whole career was from 63 to 84, uh, 21 years. Ten-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ with the Reds, 75 and 76. Um... National League uh, Most Valuable Player twice, five gold gloves. Hall of Fame uh, entered in 1990. He, after his career, he was a broadcaster with NBC and ESPN. Joe and, Morgan. And he was good at his role as a broadcaster. Yes, he was. Thought of as one of the great, the great second basemen ever. Yeah. Whitey Ford. Yeah. Now, I saw Whitey Ford pitch in the 1956 All-Star Game. I was 10 years old at the time. I was there uh, October the 8th. He passed away. He was 91 years old. He was a pitcher with the Yankees from 1950 to 1967, but he didn't pitch in 51 and 52 because he was in the Army in the Korean War. He was a 10-time All-Star, six-time six -time World Series champ. He was the World Series MVP in 61, won the Cy Young Award in 61. His record in 61 was 25-4. and four. In the Hall of Fame in 1974, did Whitey Ford. You know, something I learned in, in the wash of his death, uh, 
that I did not know is that Casey Stengel wanted to keep, he, he had a kind of a reserved, conservative, straight-looking, you know, about him. But apparently Stengel thought he would be a bad influence on Mickey Mantle. Now, just think oh. about that. <laughs> uh, well, yes. okay, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> okay. All right, let's turn now to football, Tom, and go through some folks here rather quickly. Gail Sayers, one of the greatest football players ever, September 23rd, was the day he died. He was 77 years old. He played foot, college football in Kansas. He was All-American. He played for the Bears from 65 to 71. That's only seven years. He was a Rookie of the Year uh, in 1965, scored 22 touchdowns as a rookie, first-team All-Pro five times. Um, but his career was cut short because of knee injuries. And let me say that in one of the games he played, he scored six touchdowns, and one of the reasons he got injured a lot is quite often he was out there by himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was he's in both college and pro Hall of Fames. Uh, and his autobiography, he wrote an autobiography, and that was the basis for a movie, Tom, that you know a lot about, Brian's Song. Right, the book, the autobiography was I Am Third. He maintained it. Yeah. God, family, and 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 then him. So, yeah, Brian, about the, the Brian Song was a lot about his teammate Brian Piccolo, who died quite young of cancer. And Piccolo had been a football player at Wake Forest. Right. He, it was a black and white thing in a, in a day when that was, uh, well, I guess it's as much an issue as it is now. But it's, uh, it's, I've never seen the movie, but I have heard a lot about it. Piccolo was in my class at Wake Forest. We were not, I knew him, and uh, but uh, he was a, a good good person and so on. And yeah. obviously they had a, a great relationship. We want to mention uh, Fred Dean uh, passed away October 14th, 68 years old. He was a defensive end, and he was a fearsome defensive end uh, with the Chargers and the 49ers, played between 1975 and 1985, two-time Super Bowl champ, all-pro, had 93 sacks in his career. He was known as an excellent tackler. Here's somebody who did not mess with, Fred Dean. He's in both the college and pro Hall of Fames. He played in college at Louisiana Tech, where he was an All-American. Larry Wilson died September 17th. He was 82. He was a free safety, one of the best ever free safeties for the Cardinals of St. Louis um, from 1960 to 1972. He was in the NFL's all-sensory team, which was announced in 2019, many times in the Pro Bowl and on all-pro teams. He had 52 interceptions in his career, went in the Hall of Fame in 1978. Daryl Cousins, a uh, Major League Baseball umpire, died October 20th. He was 74. Uh, he umpired over 4,000 Major League Baseball games. He was a World Series ump in 1988, 99, and 2005. Many other postseason games, too. Was uh, Daryl Cousins was the ump. Jay Johnstone, remember him, Tom? September 26th. He died that day, and uh, he was 74 years old. He was a Major League Baseball outfielder for eight teams between 1966 and 1985. He had a long career. He was a two-time World Series champ with the 78 Yankees and with the 81 Dodgers. Uh, he appeared as a member of the Mariners in the movie The Naked Gun. Remember that movie, Tom? Oh, yeah, Leslie yeah, Nielsen. And right. he was, Johnstone was a left-handed batter, but in that movie, 
he's the first batter up, and he's batting right-handed. <laughs> well, he apparently, from what I've learned, and you told me part of this, it was quite a prankster. It was a big prankster. I mean, he used to do things like nail uh, his teammates' cleats to the floor, you know, <laughs> and all kinds of other. He used to play a lot of tricks on uh, Tommy Lasorda, too. Uh, Johnstone was later a broadcaster. He also was the author or co-author of three books. Right. He he was a pretty good. I, I remember when he was with the Yankees, he was a pretty good pinch hitter. Yeah. He could be counted on to get a hit. Yeah. Donald Pellman, P-E-L-L-M-A-N-N, passed away October the 11th, 105 years old when he died. He was what you call a master's athlete, Tom. This is from men age 90 plus. We're not quite there yet. <laughs> but, but in this category, he held American records for the 100 meters, the triple jump, the shot put, and the javelin throw. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> and he, he set five world records in 2015 for men older than 100. Five world records for men older than 100. In 2015, he ran the 100-meter dash in 26.99 seconds. I'm not sure I could run 100 meters in 30 seconds. I'm not sure I could run 100 meters. <laughs> well, he was no Usain Bolt, but he was pretty good. Well, anyway, those are our folks for tonight, Tom. Okay. Five of them passed away after they were 100 years old tonight. Well, we always have a spare thing, and we've got about 45 seconds left, and, and I know you mentioned a couple of books to me tonight, and, and I always like bibliography. I like for our audience to go away with something to read, so in the few seconds we have left, why don't you mention the titles of the couple of books? Well, I think that uh, these are nonfiction books. Uh, Jill Lepore, L-E-P-O-R-E, she's a Harvard historian, written a book called If Then, about big data and analytics, where it all came from. If Then by Jill Lepore. The other book that I would uh, suggest is called The Great Secret by Janet Conant, C-O-N-A-N-T, The Great Secret, the classified World War II disaster that launched the war on cancer. A uh, really interesting story. Let's, uh, uh, let's leave it right there because we're out of time. And that's very good. A, that's a good tease. Thank you, Ed. Yep. Tom Kearney here tomorrow night. We're going to talk about the state fair.